This episode of the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show is brought to you by BadMagics.com. BadMagics.com. More than just an online journal or clothing line, BadMagics.com is a lifestyle brand dedicated to keeping you fresh from art to the music to the gear. BadMagics.com. Shout out to the magic man. BadMagics.com. Defenders of the true school. He's the point sometimes. He will point and gesture. That was that was easy ease way. He will point and gesture. Oh, that shit is hard as fuck. What it is, what it do, man. <laughs> this is the Grown Ass Man Hip Hop Show. I am your boy, Lawrence G. You are Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. What am I? What am I? What am I? <laughs> do you have any last words? Because <laughs> niggas ain't got no satisfaction <laughs> and they know I'm a G. <laughs> and I'm coming from the CPT. <laughs> what am I? Wet him up, wet him up. For a long time, I thought the name of that song was Wet Him Up. Yeah, I was like, it was hard as fuck for me to try to find it. Because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is it's called? Any last words? Yes, yes. W E R D Z words. Yes, that that was from a time in hip hop where that, first of all, that was a true gangster rap song. Yeah, right. Me and my friends, friends were talking about the difference. Like, they used to always describe all hip hop as gangster rap. As gangster rap. Right. And I was like, you know what? That was just an evil song. That was just an evil song song and video. That was a gangster rap song. Yeah, that was like 100% true true hardcore gangster rap. From from an authentic Shoot a bitch in her face. I'm like, "God damn." <laughs> Eric Eric Wright? Like all he did was shoot niggas and fuck bitches. Pretty much. That was it. We were talking about uh uh you know, Joey Burnham and I were talking about like Easy E he he kind of wanted your kids to kill themselves. He really kind of <laughs> he wanted that to happen. Nigga, this nigga burping all on the microphone. Bur- burping and belching. Uh l- but lyrically I do it on the lyric. I burp and belch lyrically with the no. <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, man a lot going on right a lot now. Lot going man. on right now, man. I don't even know where the fuck to start. Uh Oh did you know that the 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 shirts versus the blouses almost came true? It almost happened in real life. <laughs> shirts versus blouses. It, well, it did kind of happen in real life, but it it was almost reenacted at the BET Awards uh, yesterday. Are you speaking of the Joe Button situation, my good friend? Yes, oh, my my good friend, <laughs> my good friend, my good friend. You speaking of the Joe Button situation? I know him. I know him. Uh, I know him. <laughs> send your complaints to um no uh, <laughs> the NAACP. <laughs> they also handle that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um there was there was a not even a scuffle, not even not even a scrap, not even a scuffle, but just an incident. Uh just just a few days after another incident we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, um, this Vic is Mensa. our uh this is our we're going to call this our uh 
everyday struggle, BT, DJ academics almost getting punched in the face, Joe Button almost get jumps by the Migos episode. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of, you know. <laughs> because that's that's what it is. That's what happened. That that's exactly what happened, man. Um Let me put some context around it. Yeah. Enlighten the, them. The Migos are notorious for giving horrible ass interviews. This is Yeah, you said that they give one word answers give, consistently. Dude, they give one word answers, they give one sitting answers, they don't elaborate like either they don't have media training or they just don't give a fuck about interviews. It's probably both. Probably a little bit of both. But either way, they just they just don't fucking do interviews, man. They're just not good at them. And I mean, like I said, it's, you can go on YouTube um uh, Charlemagne the God has said this. Um, there's a podcast called It's the Real. They said they give shitty ass interviews. Um, they just they just notorious for giving horrible ass interviews. I don't know. Maybe they just uh, either they don't care or maybe they just don't have shit to say. I mean, what well, is this new generation? They don't do interviews. Number one, well, there's no, there's really no outlet for artists like Migos and Ugly God and, and, and Little Uzi Bird and Little God, they don't get that many interviews. They're not media trained because we're really just now getting I think back. Little, I, I've seen Little Yachty do, doing but dude, his first video, his first interviews was fucking rough. Okay. okay. I mean, they were. It's, it's kind of like some of these people are nervous too. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we, we we just now got back into a space where rappers need to talk because you got to think about it. Drake doesn't do interviews rihanna doesn't do interviews beyonce doesn't do interviews they kind of all they they thought feel like they've all you know gotten what? beyond that point and and i think a part of that is because people don't ask interesting questions they all ask the same questions over and over again they all want to know about their personal life because a lot of that is as a kind of evolved it's kind of evolved into a soap opera i want to i want to hear about music and I don't mind the other stuff, too. If you want to add the other stuff, too, or whatever, because someone just had a baby and all that type of stuff, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I don't really, I didn't really come for that. I really want to hear about the album. That's just the type of person I am. And the other stuff is just extra. Um, well, well, I'm all about a good but, conversation. But the Breakfast Club is kind of like, I was going to talk about that. They, they're kind of about 90% about who did you date, who did you who 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 did you break up with? Who did this? You know, they're all about the gossip. And a little bit, to a certain extent. Come they on, they include now. that in there, really? But they've Charlemagne the God kind of steers them away from that. <laughs> he will he'll go. I mean, now now he did a really good. He, he did a really good interview with Triple G. I felt like he asked the great questions to Triple G. Uh, uh, the boxer Triple G. Right. He he really surprisingly did a great job. But as far as music, sometimes he kind of he's supposed to be funny. He's supposed to be kind of like the the crazy energy dude. He asks a crazy question, says a crazy thing. So I get that point. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to talk about relationship stuff, that's Angela Yee. She gonna hit you with that. Maybe DJ. Yeah, she does Envy come out will, come out of nowhere with that. DJ Envy might hit you with some stuff, but Charlemagne the guy Charlemagne the guy actually has gotten better in his interviews now because I, he's not reaching for the antics like like he used to like five six years ago now he just stands in a place where he it, and it also depends on who you are he doesn't shit on you that hard but i'm saying all that to say this the migos give a shitty ass interview so during the whole everyday struggle situation um they're interviewing they interview a bunch of people and the migos come up there and the migos they're the migos 
themselves. They give shitty They're interviews. doing what they do. They're doing what they do. They're, I don't know if Joe Button knows this or not, but they give shitty ass interviews. And so And Joe Button's kind of old too, so right. him, then, him being over thirty five. And, you you will eventually being, just get old. You'll get tired of it. You'll and just being get, media trained. Joe Button came from a era, from an era where you were media trained. You knew how to answer questions. You knew how to dance around certain questions. You knew how to not answer shit directly. Yeah, you could do some verbal jousting. Right, right, right. He so he's from that era. Like, okay, if I'm coming on your show, I'm here to talk. You know, if you don't want to talk, why are you even here? And that's what the Migos did. The Migos, number one, did not want to come to where they were set up at and they didn't want to talk. And when they got there, they were doing the Migos. A lot of these people are kind of contractually obligated to walk the red carpet and they don't want to walk the red carpet. Right. So that happens, too. And that forces people into a situation where they don't want to talk. So you get an awkward situation like this where someone sits down and they're like, "Okay, this is like the fifth to twelfth press junket i have to do i just stopped at five other you know radio shows and you all ask me the same shit over and over again and then it's chaos there's complete chaos so much going on in the background people are tired they probably got to perform they got to perform like the backstage eric is it's it's a media it's a media circus and everybody's vying for attention and rightly so because right now the migos whether you like their music or not the migos are just hot so they come into this situation and they don't want to talk and DJ Academics is just so fucking excited to be there. He's just asking all the <laughs> He's he like on their nuts. Like DJ Academics is just completely on the Migos nuts. And you can see Joe Button kind of off to the side, like, eh, fuck these niggas. Eh, okay, they don't want to talk. I don't know why they're here. And yeah, yeah. and and the desk is just kind of doing her job, just trying to push the shit along. Yeah, she's going to be a professional no matter what. No matter I guess. what. But you know, there's just nothing. The thing I like, I like about Joe Budden is he kind of just represents how I probably would be, except I, I probably wouldn't be as disrespectful, but you couldn't force me to care. I, I really have to genuinely care. And I remember when Joe Budden was interviewing, uh, he was interviewing Vince Staples and he said, man, I really actually wanted to do this interview. <laughs> I really, I really wanted to talk to this dude. I really wanted to ask him questions. He, he seems like a funny guy. I like his music. I wanted to talk to him, which means a lot of these interviews, man, he just doesn't want to. And he's very vocal about that. Yeah, Joe Budden is vocal about the fact that if you, if, if you don't want to fucking be here, and let's just, and let's give Joe Budden his credit. Joe Budden went to an industry event. If you know anything about Joe Budden, you know Joe Budden. Joe Budden does not fuck with the industry like that. He's not an industry guy. So you're talking about a guy who's not an industry guy being at the BET Awards doing interviews. He's there not as a rapper, but as media. Yes, so, he is. He mentioned that. So so he's still with the fuck shit because he's a rapper, but he got to keep it in control because he's, me- he's in media now. And he did a very good job even answering the questions that he didn't, asking the questions he didn't want to answer. So when the Migos come up, like I said, the Migos do the Migos, and he's like, fuck these guys. And you can see the tension. If you were paying attention, you can see Joe Budden like, okay, why the fuck you're over here if you don't want to talk? So they're trying to wrap things up and end it, and Joe Budden be like Joe Budden, he just walks off. And yeah, throws I think the they, they, it looks like they told him to wrap it up, kind of like, all right, let's just wrap it up. Right, just wrap and it so up. And so he literally just had a normal reaction, like, fuck this shit. And I guess they took it some some sort of way. And they kind of took it like disrespect and like, I don't know, like 12 people and it just entourage, a bunch of niggas in blouses came out of no damn way. It became the Prince sketch. There was, you know, like I I, I saw Prince literally (laughs) 
you know, I saw I saw the print sketch happen literally in front of me. Yeah, it, exactly. You saw a bunch of niggas in blouses and gold chains and chest hair Pan- and shit. Pancakes and, were cooked. And, yeah, exactly. And it was finna go down. Yeah, they were dressed like clowns. If you if you <laughs> they were dressed this dude stood up. He he was very wire wiry. He he had to be like one thirty two. I'm like, dude, when you're 132, you, you, you can't, giving, you you giving, can't uh, stand up like that, man. You give him Quavo 132, nigga, take 32 off of that shit. That <laughs> nigga's a good 98 to 103 pounds with his jewelry on. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, come on, man. Like, are you really going to do anything threatening? And and to me, it's like, okay, once it's like, can you be like that? Can you act that way when it's just you and Joe Budden or just you and one person? Probably not. You have like 12 people with you. It's all, they're also cameras. So there's a lot of posturing, and we don't know. What Maybe they on cut both out. sides. Maybe on. We both don't even sides. know what they cut out because we missed something there. So some shit was cut out before, and some shit was cut out after. So we don't know their their demeanor when they came in. Come on, listen. You know the Migos be fucking high and <laughs> and just like and then like I said, their shitty interviews on top of the fact they probably was on some shit. Cause it's the BET Awards and we're the Migos. Why the fuck wouldn't we be on some shit? And Devil's Advocate, um, the way that the press is set up, the way that the press asks the, a lot of these questions and the, like like we talked about before, people get tired of it. Sometimes people don't have anything interesting to say for the fifteenth time. The only way that I th- I could think of combating just the boredom of that would be um, answering the same questions differently than I did before. But it's like after a while, you can if you have 30, 30 interviews to do in like two days or less. It's like, oh, how many times can you talk? Well, well the name, imagine name of the, my album is whatever, whatever. And yeah, I'm here. And but they wouldn't when they got when they got to like the the the. Um, what what that would uh, the the everyday red carpet change, the, the red carpet everyday uh, struggle yeah the everyday, everyday struggle, struggle shit when they got to that they were clearly not having typical conversation they were purposely doing something different and then Joe Budden would say okay now I gotta ask the typical questions who are you here to see tonight what are you most excited about what are you wearing those those two three questions came at the end. Because Joe Budden was like, I don't. He would make it very clear. I'm only asking you this because I have to. He would verbalize that. Yeah, yeah. And then, but it was like good, good, quick conversations, good, quick interviews, and then they would move on two, three minutes if that. Boom, and it was gone. So, like I said, I think that what happened was it was a misunderstanding. It was not this big to do that's probably finna be in the media. It was. The Migos are sucky ass interviews. This seems like they're just both agitated with each other. Right. The Migos get fucked up interviews. Joe Button doesn't give a fuck. Doesn't give a fuck. And that shit. And we like the the way that he doesn't give a fuck. We we kind of we both kind of are fans of him not giving a fuck and and being some mild just just honest about it. Maybe him and Charlemagne, certain people, we appreciate the honesty. I don't I don't appreciate certain things about Charlemagne. I don't appreciate certain things about the way that the this is done, but I do appreciate the honesty that I don't get from a lot of different interviews where people just kiss ass and ask the same questions over and over again. Joe Budden is going to tell you to your face if he thinks that you're whack or he's just not going to pretend to be interested and you could do deal with that or handle that however you please. Um, he's an abrasive character. You Yeah. And, and, and let's just and, and Joe Budden comes from a certain era of hip hop. <laughs> yeah. So 
as cool as he is and as as much as he listens to uh, okay put it like this joe button is a hip-hop nigga who listens to r&b every fucking day so anything out of that he'll get with the young shit if you know what i'm saying but at he, a certain he level find something interesting about uh, like a new artist and he wants to ask some questions and he wants to get interested but just like he's kind of like us he's kind of yeah, like exactly he's like because he nigga. just kind of you can't fake that you can't pretend to like it unless you're a media person the female is a media person she could hate she probably hates some of that music but at the end of the day she's going to be professional about it she's going to ask the questions dj dj academics seems like he's genuinely I don't know, man. It seems like a, he's going to find a way. DJ Academics is, <sighs> he's green. Let's just be honest. We're talking about a guy who came, he started off the same way we started off. You know what I'm saying? It's. I mean, he, we're talking about a guy who yeah. just started to do it on his own, found a lane he wanted to talk about, started making videos, and just ran with it. And it took off. He was consistent and he ran with it. Maybe he had some connections. Maybe he knew a few people that could push his cause a little bit further. But he ran with it. We're talking about a guy who spent five to six years behind a computer commentating on people. Which can get you into a lot of trouble, which he he learned. Yeah, during during the uh, uh, Vic Mensa interview. When you know, and we're gonna get to that in a second. So, DJ Academic, dude, they had to like keep telling him to keep the mic near his mouth. <laughs> That's how green he is. It's just like he's just fucking happy to be there. He's not a trained media person, none he, of them really are. Well, Nadeska, yeah, if yeah. you want to say anybody is a professional, it's hands down, it's gonna be Nadeska. She's worked for MTV, she's uh, worked with Sway, she's she's been doing this, so she's the balance between Joe Button and DJ Academics. Now, like I said, Joe Button, although he has media training, he but has, he's jaded, but he's jaded, he's jaded, he can do all of that stuff, but he's completely jaded by being interviewed for so long and being. Joe Budden came out of what the year two thousand, I think it yeah, was two thousand. But we got to give him credit now because he did. Joe Budden is a pioneer with Joe Budden TV. Definitely, he's definitely a pioneer. Everything that we're doing now, Joe Budden been doing this shit sixteen, seventeen, one hundred percent. People may think that that's a joke, but if they know, I, I remember he was the internet rapper guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There, I mean, he was the dude, like. That whole like jump off TV and all this different type of stuff, and he like he used to man like the things that he did on the internet. He was ahead of his time, and I think you mentioned this before. He was too far ahead of his time. It was way too far ahead of his time. I couldn't believe that he wasn't the first person on Love and Hip Hop because he exposed his life. He basically created Love and Hip Hop. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, the women he would date, love life. He would talk about all that shit on Joe Budden TV. A lot of the music that he would do kind of was kind of Drake before Drake. Yeah, exactly. Drake, Drake he, pretty much mentioned that. I remember, and, and I think I mentioned this before, I remember when he interviewed Drake um, on Joe Button TV. TV. And, and Drake was just outside and nobody gave a fuck that it was Drake, which must be crazy for him. That must be a crazy feeling that this dude, like, like literally... You guys kind of had a similar emotional thing to your music. I mean, Joe Budden made mood music. Well, let's just let's let's not not Drake took the sensitive route. Yeah, it was still emotional, but Joe Button 
took the more aggressive route and his music was lyrical. Yeah. So yeah. it had this different slant to it. I'm not you, saying it was exactly alike, but, but I remember you the had fact to get that into the bars to understand. Joe Budden how, had ten minute songs talking about a relationship. Remember uh uh what was that song? Cigarette break or some shit like that? Uh on the first album, just need a cigarette or some shit like that. It was a lot of like yeah, ten, uh, he had a lot of ten minutes. I kinda songs. came I kinda came in on, on mood music. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. came in on Move Music, Move Music Two, and Move Music Three, because at that point he was kind of like the guy. My, like most people with Joe Budden, it's kind of like you know what what everybody thought about him. It's like, oh, you're the guy from Pump It Up song. Oh, you're the guy. And then I remember thinking, man, I'm hearing a lot about this Move Music. Maybe I should check it out. And I'm like, okay, this is the fucking guy that. Like, where is this person? Like, I need to hear more of this guy. So, but by that time, people had already kind of moved on from him. So it was weird because his career is like his career started in such a strange way. It started like he's a smash hit. Like this guy had the number one single in rap music in terms of like sales and all that type of stuff. He's on this uh, soundtrack and he's doing all the stuff. He's in video games and all of a sudden it's like it goes away. But he's still like that's when I found out that he was really talented. Right. It's unfortunate. But anyway, as in terms of the Internet and all that type of stuff, he was so far ahead um of his time he was too far ahead far ahead of his time and now he's just in this strange place you you it's i think rare. he found his niche i think that with, with the podcast and with uh everyday struggle i think he kind of found his niche i'm hoping that he goes further i would love to see joe button stop and carry out the rest of his career since he says quote unquote he's retired as a rapper i would like to see him carry out the rest of his career as a sports announcer as a sportscaster sports working for espn because the nigga can talk about some sports and he's got that i've voice. seen i've seen him on uh first take you know i've seen him on first take several times i didn't even know he was really into sports that much i i do remember him talking about certain things on on um on espn but I, I mean, I love his podcast. I think his podcast is awesome. So, but I don't think this is the end for Joe Budden. No, I no. definitely, I, I think. That, I hope he's not done with with hip hop, man, because I think he's a lyricist. I mean, the man was in Slaughterhouse. So, <laughs> speaking of Slaughterhouse, <laughs> um, let's talk about the guy who sh- probably should have got punched in the face this past week, man. Um, he keep, was very keep close. With our theme, keeping with our theme of everyday struggle, let's talk about DJ Aka Academics. Yes. yes, as you said, um, DJ Academics is kind of like he he is kind of like the finished product of of I guess where we're head the, the direction we're headed in. Hopefully, we don't get punched in the face. I'm probably gonna get punched in the face because I talk a lot of shit. Yeah, but it's I think you would have probably handled it a little bit different. Um. Vic Mensa is not very happy with this man. He is very happy with him. He claims that um, he had a, a a series on the internet. I think it was called uh, "The War on Chirac." The War on Chirac, and that he said some disparaging things about um, his friend his, who passed away. That he made uh, jokes and made a lot of um, offhanded comments about uh, a young man who lost his life. Uh, in the whole Chirac situation, yeah, man, and uh, he's he's very unhappy about it. He's he's extremely unhappy about it to the point to where he threatened. He basically threatened him. He called him a bitch. Threatened the man. Um, said yeah, that, that they were out, alone. Man. Check this out, man. Yeah, please play this. Chicago rap. Um, you know, I think we always got pioneers in Chicago. We've had a lot of different um, 
a lot of different waves. And um, I'm excited to see and kind of wait nah, and see. Wait till you get to the next question. New, if, there, if there's a new thing coming out of Chicago. But, you know, I'm, like, I'm all, like some new artists, okay. some new artists, because, you know, when, when me and Chance were coming up doing our thing in the city heavy, I mean, we've had a whole like a whole movement of artists from all different angles, you know, and uh, then you had like, how did you how did you feel about that? I, I wanted to slap you in your here you go. Here you go. You were a little bit repulsed by the fact that so many people outside the culture of Chicago, they, were, they hyped up the music not knowing that real lives were being affected, deaths and other type of madness happened within the music, and the music was a real-life depiction of that. Like, how did you, how did you feel about that? I, I wanted to slap you in your face, yeah. honestly. And I'm just seeing you here, so I'm like, this is a tame <laughs> environment, so I would keep it to my words, but I really felt as if people exactly like you sensationalized and and made a following off of clowning situations that we go through in real life and i, I think you know niggas ain't had no right you know you specifically that basically you know that basically was just a snippet of the interview you can check that out on youtube uh it, it goes on and on and he, he, he said that he thought man. that he was a bitch it, it, let, let's let's talk <laughs> about that point right there when a grown man calls another grown man a bitch. This is the grown man podcast. This is the grown ass man hip hop show. And if anyone comes into this studio and calls anyone a bitch, <laughs> I hope you have goons with you. Shit. Because you probably gonna leave. You ain't gonna leave here the way you came. <laughs> <laughs> because we we try to be respectful. We're, we're not gangsters at all. We're gangsters at all we're but just we're grown men and but as, we as ain't a man, bitches i tell you that as a man for another man to sit down and call you a bitch to your face and his response was so pussy in what regards <laughs> he called you a bitch he's trying to be professional he tried as hard as he could no to be bro we can be professional yes you can state your point you can state your opinion but once you sling out the word bitch <laughs> hey my nigga we can talk like grown men, but it's one thing you ain't finna do is call me a bitch. I'm not gonna call you a bitch. Don't call me a bitch. And that's how this shit goes. You go gotta be in. like Sway. Like Sway for a second. He just let Kanye West know that he could turn the cameras off. Like yeah, we can turn, yeah, we can turn the fucking cameras off. <laughs> Real shit. I mean, I mean, you, you have to. And I guess that's a lesson for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna talk the shit, you might as well walk in the shit you you talk. You know what I'm saying? I don't think that we go as far as what Vic Mensa is claiming uh, DJ Academics did. And let me also say this though: I think I think we talked about this on the phone. If you really felt that way about DJ Academics, you feel like he's a bitch. Why would you even have a conversation with him? To me, I would kind of question that. I would question like you you don't like this man that much. Before the cameras even came on, you should have addressed this. Yeah, cuz this was like 10 minutes. Well, shit, maybe 20 minutes. And maybe he was trying interview. to compose himself. He's trying to be a professional. I understand that. He's like, "Okay, I don't like this guy. I'm just going to come here and do the job." I get that. If you don't like this guy, you got a problem with this guy. Why the fuck show up to my show? Why show up? And before, like I said, before the cameras come on, before everything is being recorded. If you're going to show up, you should pull them aside and say, hey, man, (laughs) 
I think that you're a bitch. I want to slap you in your face for the all shit all you of said the different things. This is why, and you know, whatever happens, happens. So, but he didn't do that. So that's the only negative. That's the only subtraction. I, I understand what Vic Mensa is saying, and I kind of agree with him. Like, man, that's some egregious <laughs> shit if it's true that he said all of these horrible things about people who were losing their lives in your city. But damn, like you, you. <laughs> You, that that is something that is that is unacceptable. I mean, if, but you don't have to take that shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to take that shit like that. I mean, well, you can't. In what regard? I can understand. I can, I can, but dude, I mean, but oh no, no, no. I, oh, I'm thinking you're talking about Vic Mensa. But yeah, if you're talking about DJ Academics, it's like yeah, like dude. And I understand you. You can be professional, but like like I was saying, we're men. Since we're men. You you just can't allow someone. You to just can't allow somebody like to come on and come in your house and punk you like that. I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit. I talk a lot of shit. But I guarantee you, I can stand on my shit if anybody was to come in this room that I've talked to shit about. <laughs> I can stand on my shit. It can come to whatever it's gonna come to. But I'm gonna stand on my shit if I don't. If I don't like your music, I don't like your music. That doesn't mean anything personal. I'm not talking about anybody. Sometimes people are going to take that shit. personal no matter what. I'm not talking about you as a human being. I'm not. Uh, and I understand your music is your baby. But he was talking about way. him as a man. But he talked about him as a man. Well, mainly because he shitted on his city. Would you? Yeah. Let's 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 just get down to the to the real question, Jonathan Crane. Would you defend Birmingham to that point? <sighs> I, I I don't think that's not really i'm not really that type of person i don't i'm not really the type of person that i would get angry at some blogger to that point over my over the city that i come from or something that's not really my personality but um there are certain things that would push me to that point i probably probably, i probably would have i probably would have handled things much differently because i've always been the type of person that I don't think the cameras ever would have come on. I think that we would have had that conversation before anything before, before we did that interview, the conversation would be different because when you get a man alone and there are no cameras and there's no podcast and there's no nothing, it's going to be a completely different situation. You'll get honesty. Right. Exactly. And you, then a lot you of don't, you don't get, right, you don't right. get all of the game that's being played and all that different type of stuff. So that's what I would have done. I would have said, this is what you said. This is what happened. What do we have? Yeah, and you know a lot but, of niggas do these this posturing. The Migos, for instance, Joe yes. Budden made the point to say that he saw him in the mall and they was cool. He didn't. They didn't have no problem with each other. They get on the Happens show and now the they want to flex for the cameras. Charlemagne the God said when him and Fredro Starr got into it, Fredro Starr turned to him and told him that nigga that shit finna go viral. And he got up. A lot of these niggas play for the camera. We have to. We have to remember that we're in the music industry we're in the entertainment industry so a lot of these niggas when you get to a certain level if you ain't getting looks you ain't getting money if you're not getting talked about you're not getting booked so you got to do yeah shit i don't want i don't want to ever let someone control about. me to that point to where i get that angry and i get that frustrated and if i was that angry with them i wouldn't have shown up or if I did show up, then we would have had a conversation before any of that even happened. So the interview wouldn't have even happened because we already had some sort of situation or some sort of conversation uh, that like took I said, place. The nigga did it for the looks. So he did it for the looks. He, I think he, so. He did it. He I did think it. I think he did. He got an album to promote. He finna drop an EP, which he did talk about in that interview. He finna drop an EP. So I mean, 
was it was it promo? Did he? I'm not going to say. That I think he, what he's saying is genuine. He really yeah, doesn't like say, the dude. I'm going to say he's sitting right next to him, pretty much. Right. I was going to say I don't think that what he feels is disingenuous <laughs> or disingenuous. Yes. But uh, there could have been some industry finagling going on right there. I mean, come on, man. They do a pre-interview. Like most of the time, people do a pre-interview. People do pre-questions. They mic you up. You're sitting next to this person. Like at at any moment you could have been like, by the way, man, I think uh, I think that you're a fucking. I'm not bitch. fucking with you because you're a punk ass <laughs> nigga, and uh, I'm only fucking with your button at this point. I'm not even talking to you. Uh, you a fuck ass nigga for that shit. You <laughs> um, and then you you move accordingly after that. But I don't know, man. So yeah, know. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of questionable if if what he's saying is true and he felt that he felt that sort of way, then you know. Like I said, there's a lot of politicking and posturing that goes on with that shit. So you got you got to take all that shit with a grain of salt, man. It's it's that, <laughs> it's that young boy fuck shit, you know. And then, like I said, I, I, that's the first time that I've ever seen Vic Mensa even be interviewed. So yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not as familiar with his music. I'm not as familiar with him. Eh. You that man say eh. You know Vic Mensa's gonna be here like uh, pretty soon. And if he called me a bitch, he gonna get scuffed up because we grown men. (laughs) 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 He don't like I said. I don't care how you feel about me. If you got a problem with me, I'm all for you saying, "Hey, Lawrence G, such and such and so and so." I don't appreciate the fuck shit you said. I don't appreciate the bullshit you said. But do it like a man. But do it like be be a man about it and and just really don't don't wait until the podcast happens. Do yeah. it before the podcast. If I offend, I'm gonna start offending some of you niggas on purpose to see what happens when I get you in here. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I'm. A, that's what I'm gonna start doing. I, Please I, I want to see. Don't do that. Don't I want to see you niggas punch me in the face. They, you're lucky. You're lucky. My brother ain't here. I want you to punch me in my <laughs> face. I want you to punch me in my face in front of Joe. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I want you to. That, that's not. That's I'm not, not a good gonna situation. do shit. I'm just. I'm not gonna do shit. I'm just gonna look at Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna look at him. And I'm just gonna let the Incredible Hawk come out. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it wouldn't be a very good situation. Nah, I say that. Nah, it would not nah, be a got, very good situation. You got three close knit friends in here. <laughs> yeah. <it wouldn't. laughs> and then it wouldn't go well. I, I don't think it'll go well because then it'll be like. And then once we start calling other friends and talking about the situation, then it's a problem. Oh, you're just gonna have Fred just come in here, man. Just. <laughs> Fred Freeze, we apologize. No, we don't. I don't apologize. Yeah, you do. got a problem with it? Come in here, punch me in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Silly as hell, man. But look, man, it's about time for us to go ahead and get up out of this thing, man. Uh, Joe is out again, so all our episodes until he gets back will probably be short. Yeah, they're probably going to be about 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, th- we Actually, this was about 35 Wow. Okay. Okay. We're, we're doing pretty well. We're sorry. Uh, finish. Finish the the podcast with a with a rap, please. Uh, as he oh, did. um, make it about this entire situation. Go <laughs> and go. It's easy, right? It, it's, it's easy. It's simple. Yeah. See, I'm not Joe. Yeah. Joe's yeah. the funny freak style. I had to write my shit down. Yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he, you're more measured. You're more measured, but you're you're still you're still high level though, man. Yeah, I'm still high level. I can. I can get it in every now and then. See, that was a rhyme right there. Yeah, yeah, that kind of, that kind of did. I, I, and instead, my brother, I'm gonna end this shit. 
The same way we came in this motherfucker. The world is filled with pimps and hoes. No, we're gonna go. We gotta take it back, man. Okay. We gotta we gotta go back with my nigga, man. Once again, this is the grown ass man hip hop show. I am your boy Lawrence G, and you are Jonathan Crane, the master of fear. The master of fear and expert in punching niggas in the groin for fucking with the crew. No sad. And like we always say about this time, don't go out there and do no dumb shit like get punked on national television <laughs> or come to this podcast on that fuck shit. Cause grown ass men do grown man <laughs> shit. That's very true. That's extremely true. <laughs> you might get your ass with <laughs> We out. The grown ass man hip hop show is brought to you by Fourth Coast Media, produced by Lawrence Tremell. And recorded at Fourth Coast Studios. This is a Fourth Coast Media production. Fourth Coast?